All right, so uh, we're in Luke chapter 11, so if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there. And we're going to finish up uh, Luke's section of teaching concerning prayer, and we're going to talk about not losing heart. Um, you know, the reality is, is um, prayer is a struggle, okay? It, it can be a very defeating thing, and so Christians try it and they give up. And so I think it's very interesting that, you know, in chapter 11, Jesus is responding uh, to one of the disciples who's, who said to the Lord in verse 1, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. So he gives them the Lord's Prayer, and then he goes and gives them some instructions afterwards. And so the verses we're going to look at today, verses 9 to 13, are, are really talking about our not losing heart, because, again, the reality is a struggle. So I just want to make two points here. So the first one I'm going to talk about is, is we question the goodness of God. The reason why we struggle and give up in our prayer life is, is when we're not seeing God answering the prayer that we want him to answer, or we're not seeing him work the way that we want him to work, uh, whether you want to admit it or not, uh, you start questioning the goodness of God towards you. And it's a very real thing. It can be a subtle thing. Like if somebody, if you, if somebody were to ask you, well, are you questioning God? Oh, no, no, you don't want to do that because you're a Christian and you shouldn't. But when you think about your discouragement, if you're willing to admit it, you would probably say you're questioning whether God's being good to you. Do you understand? And the problem is, is that's false because James makes it very clear God doesn't do any evil, period. So he never has a very evil thought towards any of us. His actions are always good, always loving, even in his discipline of, of us. He cannot, you cannot cancel out his attributes of who he is. But our struggle is, is we question the goodness of God. The second thing is, and, and when we do that, it's because of unbelief. Unbelief is a major hindrance in prayer. Unbelief is a major hindrance in prayer. The reason why we give up praying is because we don't really believe God can do it or that God's going to hear us or that God's going to answer us in some way. So we, we quit praying. We get discouraged. We quit praying. And that's reality. In fact, if you want to test how much you believe God about something, Look at what you're praying about and look at how often you pray about it. If you've got a problem and you go to the Lord and you say, Lord, I need you to help. If, if you just pray about it once, but you never go back and talk to him again about it, and yet you're fretting about it and trying to figure out all these different ways to handle it, but you never talk to him about it, that says a lot about whether or not you believe God can handle your problem or give you the wisdom to handle it, or give you the strength to, to see you through the problem. It's all a question of whether or not you have faith or not. And the struggle is, is that when we get discouraged in prayer and we quit praying, is because unbelief has taken root in our hearts. Now, <clears throat> both of these things, questioning the goodness and the issue of unbelief, are really reflected in Jesus' story here in his illustration here that we're going to see in verses 9 through 13. So look with me 
at verses 9 of chapter 11 through 13. So, I mean, we, we know this passage, we've heard it before. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. All right, so we're going to talk about determination here, and then we're going to talk about the will of God. Verses 9 to 10, we've, we've, we've heard these verses. We maybe even have claimed them. They sometimes are a source of discouragement because we don't see him answering the way we want him to answer. But really, they're talking about determination here, okay? Verses 11 to 13, we're going to see the nature of God. So verses 9 to 10 really talks about the issue of faith. So here's the couple things I want you to see. First of all, Jesus calls you to approach prayer with confidence. Look at what he says. But So I say to you, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and he who seeks finds. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you and everyone who asks receives and every and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be open and and the, the issue here is is he's telling us when we pray we need to have a confidence that we're going to be heard did you understand what i'm saying we need to have a confidence that god's going to hear me and god's going to answer he may not answer it the exact way that you want it answered but he's going to answer you. He's going to answer your prayer. Now, how can, how can you be sure about that? Well, you know, Hebrews chapter 4, this is a very powerful verse, talks about this issue of going to God and having confidence. Listen to what he says in verse 16 of chapter 4 of Hebrews. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So the reality is, is that we can go to God and we can go boldly into his presence and he's going to hear us. But you've got to be convinced of that. You've got to have faith to trust that, to believe that, that he's going to hear you. Okay? That he's going to hear you. In fact, uh, verse 15, if you want to add that in there, it's talking about his understanding of us because a lot of times, well, he maybe doesn't understand what's going on in my life. Verse 15 of chapter 4 of Hebrews says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So, first thing, when we talk about determination, God calls you to approach prayer with confidence. Here's the second thing. You have to have confidence that the Lord will answer you. So it's not just confidence that I can go to him and talk to him. You've got to have confidence that God's going to hear your prayer and God's going to answer you. You know, this is not a bragging thing, 
but it's, it's really a reflection on sometimes the lack of faith I had. Because I can think back to key things that I prayed about. And to be very honest with you, I prayed because I knew that's what I should do and I wanted God to do something, but I was really half-hearted. And then when God answered those prayers, I can think of at least three different times I, I can remember my reaction when God answered those prayers. Because it was like, I didn't expect that. Think about what I just said. I didn't expect it. What's that a reflection of? Unbelief. I mean, yeah, I was praying. God heard me, answered my prayer in spite of me. Did you understand what I'm saying? And it was my unbelief. That's just naturally where we are. But, but he's saying, Jesus is saying here, that when you and I pray, we really need to have a confidence that he's going to answer us. Period. He's going to answer us. Now, in order to have that determination about prayer, you've got to really understand who God is. Okay? Because I can sit here and tell you, well, you've got to have confidence when you go to him, and you've got to believe he can answer you, because he will. I think Jesus follows up his teaching there with an example of who God is, because we know that we're going to struggle. And he's wanting us to get a bigger picture of who God is. Because remember what I said the first thing in our struggle was is that we question the goodness of God. So he goes to an everyday illustration of who we are and says, what father among us, if their son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Okay, but when we question the goodness of God, isn't that what we're doing? We think, God, give us bread, you're going to give me a stone instead. In fact, we think you're going to give me a stone instead because you're punishing me. Okay? You're, it's, this is retribution for something I did wrong. So I want you to see three things that we see out of the nature of God from this passage. So first of all, Jesus calls you to recognize your wrong thinking about God. So when he makes that statement, okay, when you look at the statement he makes, uh, in verse 11, he says, If a son asks of bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? The purpose of this question is for you to recognize that the thinking that you are operating under concerning God is wrong. So, okay, let's back up. If I am struggling and I'm questioning the goodness of God, and I am uh, struggling with unbelief, I'm going to be honest with you, at the root of all of that is, is that I have a wrong thought process going on about who God is and what he promises about me. That's just reality. That's what Jesus is doing here. When he begins this, he's like, what father among you? He's wanting us to see the issue is, is that our thinking is wrong about God. Okay? Our thinking is wrong about God. The second thing he's going to point out to you through this illustration is that God's actions towards you are not evil. Okay, so let's stop. Maybe he answers your prayer, but he doesn't answer it the way you want it to be answered. But he does answer it. 
Does that mean he was wrong in the way that he answered it because he didn't answer it exactly the way you wanted it answered? No, it just means that he chose the better path. Well, I don't see how it's the better path. It's not, we can't see everything that God sees. God is seeing our lives from a bigger picture for all of our lives as he's molding us to be like Christ. But I need to begin to develop in my mindset that when I go to him, the way that he responds to me is never evil. He's never going to respond to me, even in his discipline of me. It's never for the purpose of evil. It's always for my good, for the molding of who I am as a person. And and so God's actions towards you are not evil. Just like a dad, you know, if my kids came to me and wanted bread, I'm not going to give them a stone or I'm not going to give them a snake if they want fish for dinner. I'm not going to give them a scorpion. I'm going to do good to them. Now, I may not give them exactly what they want, but I I have their best interest in heart. And that's what we need to see here. God's actions towards you are not evil. So that brings us to the final point that you've got to understand about the Lord. Like an earthly father, the Lord gives good gifts to his children. Like an earthly father, the Lord gives good gifts to his children. And notice something here. He even says that if you, okay, because maybe you're sensing in your life you need the fullness of the Spirit in your life. You need to be filled like Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 talks about being filled so that you can do the things that he calls you to. If you are truly seeking the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you the Holy Spirit. The promise is right there. Whoever asks me of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to give them the Holy Spirit. But you've got to be asking. Now, he doesn't give it immediately. But the question is, is, do you believe him to get it? And if you recognize that like an earthly father, he's not going to give us bad gifts. Eventually, he's going to give it to you, but you've got to seek it. You can't get discouraged, and you can't give up. He's going to give it. Okay, so you say, okay, George, what has this got to do tonight with our praying? Okay. All right, in a moment here, we're going to break up individually and and, and quietly pray within our own hearts. We're going to pray about the things that are on our hearts to the Lord, whatever we're facing right now we need him to do, the burdens that we carry, the things that he's showing us that we need to pray about, we're going to pray about our church. So the question is, how are you going to pray? Is it just an exercise? Because I'm here, I need to pray, so I'll pray. But really, do you believe? Do you have faith that he'll hear you? Do you understand that he, like a, a earthly father, wants to bless his children? He wants to do good things in your life? He wants to respond to you? Or are you wrestling there? You know, if you're wrestling, then my suggestion tonight is, is as you begin your prayer, I think you need to be honest with God right up front and say, God, I'm struggling. I am really wrestling with believing right now. 
I've been so disappointed. God, I'm, I'm really questioning your goodness to me. And I, I, I know, I just want to admit that. I want you to forgive me. I need you to help me. But here's the things that I, that I want to see you work on and help me as I'm wrestling with. I, th- I think what this is requiring us is if we understand who God is, then we can be real with him. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Then we can be real with him because we have that relationship. Do, do you understand? And, it, it's, and that's, that's the reality here. So that's what I want you guys to think about tonight. Okay? All right, let's, let's have a word of prayer and uh, ask God to help us with this that we've looked at tonight. Father, thank you for your word and Jesus' instructions here. Lord, he's calling us. You, through him, are calling us to have a confidence in our prayer, a determination that we come to a place where we recognize that as we seek you, we'll find you. As we knock, the doors will be opened. Lord, as we ask, we will receive. Help us to have that kind of confidence because we believe that you will never do evil to us. That your intentions are good for your children and that you will use us as you see fit for your purpose. And Lord, as we seek your Spirit's fullness in our life, we also know that as we truly seek it, and we, as we are determined, you will give it to us. We, Lord, we claim that promise that Jesus said here to, this evening in his word. So I ask your blessing now. Help us to be determined in our prayer. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.